What's up, you guys? Welcome to the February 21st edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to recap what was a fairly loaded six-game Thursday night to kick off the unofficial second half of the season. Talk some point guard injuries, a big, big man injury with a wrist that could be a total killer. Uh, talk a little firing for the Cavs, uh, and a lot more along the way. With me to do so is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? What's up, man? It's going to be a fun pod because we're going to mention Bickerstaff, man, oh, yeah. our favorite coach, right? Yeah, man. Good old <laughs> JB. Uh, he's had man, some... He's my had... first experience with Bickerstaff, I still remember to this day, my first experience with Bickerstaff, I was like, all right, I don't really know much about this guy. He's an assistant coach for Houston, takes over the head coach, like... I feel like he's going to unleash Terrence Jones, and nope, <laughs> he's the one that sent Terrence Jones spiraling. So that's the one reason I've always had contempt for that guy. Yeah, never like him. Yep, he's always had some. He he changes his mind so much. He's so hard to get a read on. So I guess yeah. we need to start with that just real quick since we went that way. Um, so I yeah. think just uh, he had a couple comments yesterday. The two big takeaways were considering playing Kevin Porter Jr. at the one. Uh, he's played twelve minutes all season without Garland. Or Sexton, uh, eight with Delhi, four with Knight. They may have that backwards for the eight and four. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it could happen. He's been really good on ball. He's getting more screens. Um, shooting the ball great around the basket right now. I think he's like 80% over his last eight or nine games. Um, just really, really has turned the corner here. So he definitely looks like a guy to add. I think he's a must-add, too. Uh, the one thing about him is that the steals weren't really there until like the last month, but now that they're there, like he's kind of like the total package. We're talking 17 points, four rebounds, three assists, a steal, and 1.5 triples and 29 minutes. Those are top 50 numbers in 9-cat. And you mentioned in a tweet, too, like he's just feasting at the rim. Uh, his right corner three is an automatic. What would you tweet out? He, he like, I think it was yeah, like 60 or 70% he, from there. Oh, like yeah, that. he's killing the corners. Yeah, they, they've been running more pick and rolls. I was kind of sad when they let Bailey go because, like, like Bailey, like that was his guy. Bailey yeah. would always talk about him in the post. Oh yeah, talk about him and Garland together. Yeah, when he had seven turnovers, he was like, "Oh no, we're not taking him out. We're gonna let right. him play through his mistakes." So, so it makes me a little nervous. Yeah. I guess Biggerstaff's comments do make uh, give me a little bit of I don't know relief, but yeah. it does make me nervous because Biggerstaff's history. He always tends to go lean more toward the vets and just revolving door rotations are kind of annoying too. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I think you're still adding Kevin Porter Jr. regardless. Yeah. I think Kobe Altman's kind of in his ear because if you heard yeah. Pickerstaff, he's like, oh yeah, we kind of assumed I was going to take over at some point. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, all right, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the other takeaway was considering playing Andre Drummond next to Tristan Thompson. Do you buy that at all? No, I don't. Yeah, just like <laughs> kind just... of spot, just like spot minutes where it's against like double bigs or something. Right, like three really or four it. minutes, maybe against the Pacers or something yeah. like that, but. Yeah, I don't buy that at all. I think it's just a way to make Tristan Thompson happy because wasn't Tristan Thompson pretty much the only guy that liked Bailey? <laughs> to uh, be honest, so uh, supposedly I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really buy anything out of the whole. Yeah, room. there's so many leaks out of that team; yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so so you don't really know where to look. But yeah. yeah, I don't buy it. I think Tristan's an obvious drop. And you know what? I'm kind of excited about Drummond and Cleveland. Like he gained some games with the move, and the Cavs. Like obviously. They probably don't want to pay him max contract, but they want to see what they have at least. Yeah. You know, this is kind of like a free look at Drummond, so I think this is a good move for its value. Uh, he has better players to set him up, like Garland, Kevin Porter, not Sexton, obviously. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about Drummond in Cleveland. I kind of have him as a net neutral, just because I yeah. feel like a guy who's who's just maximizes his minutes to begin with. It's hard to see him really take a step a step forward, even yeah. if he shoots threes. I don't think that's a real big deal. So you're yeah. not going to make that many of them. Uh, another Cavalier that was really the big story yesterday, that's Kyrie Irving. He is out for the season uh, with another shoulder injury. He's going to have surgery, only 20 games. 
Last five years, he's missed 28 games a season. Um, just so rough. Um, not a whole lot to take away from here that we kind of already knew. I mean, honestly, it was almost stunning. We thought, a lot of us, but I think you and I both thought, like Kyrie was probably done uh, mm-hmm. back in January when he was saying, like, oh, I can't lift my arm. I'm getting cortisone shots to avoid surgery. So then once the report came out the other day that he was, you know, aggravated his arm. It's like, oh, dude, surgery. He's not going to get cortisone shots this time. So it was yeah. pretty obvious. So if, if someone was smart enough to trade Kyrie for anything uh, when that first wave of news hit, mad props. Mad but, props, um, for sure. Yeah, so I guess the obvious, the obvious takeaways are Spencer didn't win. He's going to be really good. Karis Levert's taking his game to a whole other level. Mm-hmm. He's at 38 usage rate uh, without Spencer Dinwiddie on the floor. He's basically, basically like CJ McCall mask where he point guards the second unit and he runs with all these low usage second unit guys so he's just taking so many shots he missed a lot bad defense against a tough defense against philly so gets a pass uh but again taking 29 shots yesterday is but huge. credit to us credit to spencer dinwiddie by the way who basically <laughs> catapulted levert back into it. he's like dude look you're a third best player not me like you gotta attack the rim be more aggressive and ever since then the verse just been a different player man because yeah. remember this this four game stretch without Kyrie, he was playing like the bulls cavaliers stuff like that and Levert was shooting like two of twelve, and then when yeah. Spencer did when he said that, Levert just snapped and he was back. It was yeah. awesome. So yeah, he's been on fire. Um, the yeah. steals, the steals numbers have been really big, which is what we saw in the preseason. That's why I was so yeah. high. I was like, all right, I'm kind of buying him. I thought he was always really adept at getting the passing lanes. I like this team better with smaller lineups to get him to do that more too. So uh, that's really been big too, and the assists are up, so everything looks really good for him. Yeah. Also, nice little buy little. Buy a little opportunity for Jared Allen after last night. For sure, yeah, definitely it was a matchup yeah. against. He always struggles against Embiid, so that's definitely a big takeaway. Yeah. Any other um, Nets takeaways from last night? Tough, tough loss in OT. Only got one point in overtime uh, against the 76ers. Uh, I will say, watch any youth movements in Brooklyn. I know they're in the playoff spots right now, just because like every team in the East is in a playoff spot. It feels like at this point because no one wants that six, seven, and eight seed. It looks like. Yeah. Uh, keep an eye on Claxton. Claxton's kind of like their their gem of the draft. That's really going to be intriguing if they play him at the four. That's yep. kind of like his ticket. Yeah, he's primarily a five, but they do play him at the four yeah. sometimes. So definitely, if they do, kind of like all right, whatever, we'll just sneak him with the eight seed, which they could probably do. Uh, yeah. I obviously they obviously don't really care with Kyrie out for the season now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any other? I don't really have much else to. I That's guess it Joe, for me. Joe Harris yeah, has been kind of quiet, Harris. but yeah, he's been yeah. he's been fine. Uh, rumors he may go to Charlotte too, which is interesting. Uh, Joel Embiid kind of got a smaller brace on his hand. He was I think he had his fingers wrapped instead of a big old like club like brace. Uh, it made a difference. Uh, Thirty nine, yeah. sixteen, two steals, two blocks, two dimes, and a three. Nineteen shots in, from the line made eighteen of them. Um, we know Embiid after the breaks always risky business. So how how, yeah. how sold are you on him having a big finish to the season? Um, I'm very nervous to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I think if you have Embiid, now would be a great time to go out and try and buy Al Horford because you can get him for super cheap. And when Embiid sits, you have Horford who can step in as yeah. a top thirty guy. And obviously, when when Joel Embiid does play, though Horford's like top ninety. Like he does get huge splits uh, when Embiid's off the floor. Mm-hmm. But he's if he's only gonna be playing eighteen nineteen minutes, that's kind of worrying like last night so we'll yeah. see yep i think they'll probably come up a little bit i mean they're playing yeah. other guys a bunch of big minutes but yeah 19 minutes without ben simmons was really discouraging right uh alec burks was big time last night i uh, played a lot in overtime uh obviously this is because of ben simmons so i really wouldn't call him an ad yeah you uh, can't buy any of the french players in philly right now yeah hell on that is just not very good yeah. um yeah and glenn, uh, glenn robinson's 
pretty boring, obviously, without the minutes there and the usage either. Now he's got better players around him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty much uh, a void. Uh, Josh Richardson will be better. Ben Simmons, if you missed it, he's out. he was out with back tightness, uh, suffered it in practice, getting some treatment. It doesn't sound too serious, but um, it's a playoff team. You know, they don't, they don't they want to be careful here. Anything else? Nope. So many players injured after the All-Star break. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> uh, so the Bucks domination. I think they were up 29 at half. Um, little garbage time run from Christian Wood to make it a little tighter. Uh, Bruce yeah. Brown as well. Um, we'll start with the Pistons because they got a lot going on here. So Dwayne Casey had some revealing comments the other day. Uh, the top, the headline to me was, we want to play Bruce Brown as more of a two than a one. And in the first half, before things kind of got out of hand, it was five minutes of overlap with Brandon Knight. I don't have official stats on this, but Brown handled the ball a whole lot. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it was four and a half minutes with Derrick Rose, and then what's the rest of it? Um, you know, five-ish minutes by himself uh, without those other two point guards. So he's also the first Piston guard ever uh, to have double-digit boards in three straight games. Mm-hmm. Uh, total hustle. Uh, Dwayne Casey talked him up. He's like, yeah, he was by far playing only one really playing hard. Um, so he's fully on board with him going off. Um, no steals yesterday, but. Yeah, I don't care about really the comment of him playing, you know, not being a point guard, quote-unquote, but he's just going to get so many minutes, so many opportunities. Uh, they want to see him grow. They want to see where he fits, what kind of players he plays well next to. So, yeah, Bruce Brown definitely looks like a guy who's going to have a monster finish. Yeah, if I read James Edwards. He's one of my favorite writers for The Athletic. He yeah. wrote that the front office is extremely high on Bruce Brown, Christian Wood, and Seiko. So Brown's kind of locked in. Like you said, don't really buy into the one-two talk. He's going to play both a lot. Yeah. Uh, because Knight has looked completely washed in his first three games with Detroit, so not really buying him playing much. Uh, Svee was kind of underwhelming last night, but I still think he's like a low-end fringe ad until Kennard's back. Uh, I do. I'm kind of excited about Kennard if he ever comes back because he was like an 80, 80th yeah. percentile pick and roll ball handler, like four assists per game. Uh, so just keep an eye on news for there. It was so weird because they said he'd be back for the All Star break. Woj tweeted that if he was traded to the Suns, he'd be playing 30 minutes right away. So it's just kind of weird how super cautious they're being with him, but. Um, I'm still stashing Kennard where I can if I'm in like fourth or better place. But yeah, Bruce yeah. Brown must add. He, I think he's last year's DeLon Wright in Memphis. That kind of like yeah, like four, four man's triple double guy with steals and blocks. So definitely a, a priority add for me. Twenty percent owned too. Oh, uh, it's insane. Uh, I'll, I'll add um, Casey for the second time now uh, in the last twelve months. He said he wants to play Fiat point guard. Said the same thing back in uh, hmm. March 2019. So um, yeah, I think and again he missed shots yesterday. A little bit of rust. I love. I think I'm. I love speed. Like obviously Bruce Brown is the next guy. I'm yeah. not including Christian Wood. I think Thon Maker's still probably better than if I wanted to pick somebody up. I would definitely go um, him after Brown. But after that, uh, I, I think Spee is really a guy. I would take him over Rose. Obviously Knight. Obviously Galloway. Obviously I Snell. Yeah, they, um, Casey actually said they may use Snell as a pick and roll ball handler too at times, which is funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was interesting. And then the other note was. Uh, they wanted uh, Christian Wood out of the way. Uh, so after the game, Casey said it was a matchup move to bring yeah. him off the bench. So that's fine, and, and I don't really care. Like, and honestly, I think it almost makes sense to bring him off the bench. That way, you could get Dimboy in there, yeah. play him next to Henson, let Wood play out a little bit more, get a little couple more one-two dribble drives and stuff. So uh, well, it's I don't. Funny. That yeah. matchup move cost him thirty point a uh, thirty point deficit by yeah. the second quarter. <laughs> yeah, I I don't care if he starts or whatever. Like it's fine. He's gonna put up yeah. numbers regardless. But yeah. um, yeah, so that's fine. 
Uh, Seku is going to be really tough to roster. He needs so many minutes. He's not playing well. Uh, He's brutal, then, man. I think he might be one of the most blocked players in the NBA. Like, he gets blocked at the yeah, rim so much. Yeah, he does not have a, a bag yet. Yeah. But um, Markeith Morris, as expected, the MPCD. We'll see yep. if John Henson plays a little bit more. Um, Thumbmaker, who was a really hot pickup, uh, bad foul mm-hmm. trouble. Actually played pretty well, I thought, besides the fouling. So yeah. uh, I still think he's pretty solid. Uh, yeah, I'm in then, on I'm in on Thon Maker by the way. Yeah, yeah I have like, a whole if, lot of. If thought. you look closely, he's basically like Brook Lopez. That's that that's that set like the threes and the blocks. So yeah. I'm definitely in. Yeah, I'm buying. Yep, yep. Uh, and then the other note was Casey said it'll be fluid for his starting point guard spot. Um, mm. So it was Rose yesterday, and he did say after the game that Rose still has a minutes cap on him. So um, yeah. that's probably what it is. It's probably gonna be 24 ish. Um, so keep an eye on that. You want nothing to do with Brandon Knight. Uh, Jordan no. Boehm, uh, productive in five minutes of garbage time, six points, three di- three boards, excuse me. Um, I picked him up in a couple deep ones um, just because what are they going to do with Derrick Rose? Um, you mentioned that James Edward Kahn. He also mentioned that the organization wants to see how Bruce Brown, um, sorry, Jordan Bone and Bruce Brown were his point guards prior to the Casey comments. So mm. uh, I think Bone's going to kind of trend up and be kind of deep league stream viable. Yeah, Bone's been underwhelming in like uh, previous uh, previous uh, outings, but like you said, he does pass the athletic bar. Oh, like he was a sure. com- combine star. Yep. Uh, just kind of that mystery box upside you were kind of looking for. So definitely keeping an eye on him. Yeah, I believe he was first in standing vert, first in sprint, first in cone drill or something, and then he's yeah. like top four and everything else. Uh, yeah, a total freak athlete. Comparable to Hamadou Diallo, Diallo's <laughs> combine basically. Yeah. yeah. Little, he's a little laterally faster, but um, yeah. just super bouncy. Um, Bucks, I don't really have much else to say other than this team has so many freaking second unit weapons right now. Man, it's like deja vu <laughs> all over again. The Bucks are running away with the number one seed, and you yeah. just have to to worry. If you have Giannis, I'd be super worried about, oh, he's got an ankle issue. Let's just yeah. rest him for three out of four games. You know what I mean? Like they did last year. He had this ankle injury, that non-existent not ankle injury that kept him out for a lot of games, but... Man, they're just killing everyone. They're boat racing everyone. Uh, one player I really, really like right now, and who I'd buy if I could, is Dante DiVincenzo. Mm-hmm. Probably the most underrated player in fantasy right now. It's like eighth round in 20 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's like fourth in the NBA in steal rate. He hits threes. He can even block some shots. He's kind of like Melton with a consistent role, too. So he's really, really strong. I'd add him where I could. Yeah, he could definitely have a really big finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll add one more thing. Dude, as great as Giannis has been, dude, Chris Middleton has been freaking baller. Yeah. Yeah, uh, since Christmas, club. <laughs> yeah, since Christmas, uh, twenty-three, uh, seven boards, five dimes, one steal, three threes, fifty-two percent from the field, forty-eight percent from three, ninety-two percent from the line. Um, just yep. total smash spot city. So this um, has been like that Budenholzer adjustment. Last year he really struggled with it, and now he's cut cut out those mid-range attempts in favor of just stepping back two or three more feet and just hitting three. So yeah, total buying in. It's yeah, crazy absolutely. Top against- twenty or thirty. Yeah, when he got benched against the Knicks last year in that spot, I was like, where's yeah. Chris Middleton at? Um, I think the game yep. went to overtime. It's crazy. Um, moving on to another game. Unless you got something else? Nope, that's it. Nope. So, yeah, th- these Thursday, we're just going to focus on these. Th- there's so much to talk about from the Thursday stuff, so we're going to stick yeah. to that. Um, Miami, and this is what a freaking game this was. Uh, Miami and the Hawks. Uh, let's start with the Hawks. Oh, my God. Trey Young. Um, 50 points. Total domination spot, 18 and 19 from the line. Missed his last one uh, yeah. to go for 51 for a career high. So first 50 spot for him. Just, oh, my God. I, I don't even – I put him – I think I put him, like, at 10th and 8-cat, and apparently that was way too low. Um, 
dude, I don't I don't even know where I would take him next year. Like, I might even take him fifth or something. I'm just so sold on Trey Young skill set as a fantasy guy. He has to be fifth through seventh right now, at least. For sure, yeah. The thing you like about Trey is, dude, he's had three nasty ankle sprains, and he's missed, like, three or four games. The dude just keeps yeah. playing. Like, he's proven to be super durable. Like, the sprains he's come back from are ridiculous. Like, they would slide and lie Derrick Rose for three years. Like, <laughs> they were bad, and he came back in, like, three days. So, yeah, buy in, definitely buying Trey. Um, the defense is still bad. Him and Bradley Beal, I think, rank like the worst in the NBA, but it doesn't matter, cares, man. The yeah. Hawks <laughs> need so many points, so they're scoring 130 back on these teams, so it's really fun. Yeah, until uh, defensive yeah, real plus minus good. becomes a stat in fantasy, you can just take Trey yeah. Young like that. <laughs> exactly, dude. So he's cruising, man. I wish we, I wish I had more Trey. I, I went with Devin Booker over him this year, and I'm not disappointed in Booker at all. He's been awesome, but yeah, Trey's been even better. So. Yeah, he's been so freaking good. Uh, so would you take just, we talked about this before, um, if you're drafting next year, for me, I, I would take for fantasy. I would take Trey over Luca. Like it's not even close. Like I would too. Yeah, yeah. the free throw percentage too is huge. Like huge. we're talking Trey's got nine point four attempts a game and he's hitting eight of them. So like that's just that's the difference right yeah. there. Yep. And uh, the other takeaway too was small ball lineup uh, and what Lloyd Pierce is calling his core five, which is Trey Young, Hunter, Collins, Reddish, and Herder. Just big minutes uh and really i guess the star of the show as far as like keandre henner hit a couple big threes last night played really well uh collins had a pretty solid defensive game three blocks again uh block shots but cam reddish was huge last night he had a really big steal and finish to really not ice it but it was the biggest bucket of the game um he's shooting so much better from the field uh two blocks two steals 16 points um you know he missed time coming into the break so he's kind of got some time to get right uh, his teammates are joking that uh, of the core five guys, he's not averaging double figures. So he got kind of needled about that after the game. He's going to do that a bit more. But uh, and then also the big quote from Lloyd Pierce was, um, you know, we needed him to close, and we're going to get him to close more. So um, yeah, that's great for him. I'd say it's bad news for Deadman, but Deadman wasn't going to play thirty minutes anyways, which right. is fine. So I still think Deadman's going to have value, but um, I still think Reddish has actually shot forty one percent from the field. In each of the last two months, which is not great, but it's not like oh my god, I played Cam Reddish, I lost field goal percentage bad. Right. So um, yeah, I I have a pretty good amount of Cam Reddish, uh, and I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, same. Uh, if you remember back two years ago, like he hasn't been healthy in two years, so like back in his AAU days, they would ask like Anthony Edwards, who's going to be like the first or second pick in this year's draft, like who's the best player you ever played against in AAU, like and we're like all these these ten high school All Americans are all like, oh, it's Cam Reddish, it's not even close. Yeah, like he just he's so freaking loaded with talent, and then he had, he got hurt at Duke, he's played through a hernia the whole year, and then it kind of took him a good six months to get ready with with the Hawks. But man, he's rolling right now. Uh, I don't know if this is even a hot take, but he looks like a top fifty guy for next year. Like, uh, I think yeah, that's a pretty game. spicy one. Uh, okay, a but bit. he asked if the if the field goal percentage sticks above 42-43, absolutely he's going to yeah. be top 50. Steel numbers are there. Uh he's a secondary playmaker. If if Kevin Horder wasn't there, there'd be no it'd be obviously yeah. be top 50. Uh if this cuz I did Lloyd Pierce did mention yesterday that he wants Cam Reddish on the ball even more. Yep. So that's just great news for him, man. So I I think he's just like has that that Robertson Covington kind of the steel blocks uh, upside too. So man, I'm buying Cam Reddish next year, absolutely. And look, point guard, shooting guard, and small forward eligibility like that's just awesome. And I'll add the uh, NBA rookie poll before the season. They said Cam Reddish was going to have the best. The rookie said he's in the best career too. So. Yep. Um, so he's yeah. Awesome, and yeah, if you remember when Trey Young was hurt, they were using Reddish as a point guard at times. 
So yeah, yeah he has a lot of opportunity to really blossom. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty fully sold on him. Uh, Herder, yeah, Pierce, dude. Pierce worked with them after practice too for like two months, like on his yeah. jump shot. They were tweaking his footwork, so they they really like him. Yeah, since I think like December or so, they've been pulling. I've been seeing yeah. videos of him just like working with him, so that's really cool. Yep. Dude, I said this many times, but Lord, Lord Pierce, as bad as the Hawks are record wise, he's just the perfect coach for them. Dude, I, I love Lloyd Pierce. Yeah. I don't care what the record is. I, I think yeah. he's a great coach for them. Yeah. Uh, any other? Uh, Hunter's playing better. I still think he's an ad. Would you rather have Hunter or Hurt or Hunter or Reddish or Herder? Or any... Uh, I think I think Reddish is the cream of the crop for me. I like I like Herder, but I think he's kind of topped out at like eighty ninety ish value, just because the steals aren't really there, blocks aren't really there. He's just kind of like that. I would say a little bit better than Joe Harris. He's like Joe Harris with a little bit more assist, basically. Yeah, which is that's like pretty that, good that's though. It. I still think I take yeah, Herder really by. He's playing 39 minutes a game over his last eight. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of hard to – I think that's a little bit more – maybe there are matchups where Reddish gets a little dialed back. Yeah. But, um, Recency yeah, bias, man. That game close. last night was just super impressive. Oh, my game. God, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. he besides the Trey Young stuff and John Collins, like that game against the Spurs, Reddish was ridiculous. Um, yeah. When they had that big comeback, he was just so awesome. He had the big play against DeMar DeRozan. Like, he's had so many yeah. great moments. And I was – like you mentioned – Roka, I was trying to pinpoint like who he reminds me of, as far as like on ball and all this. A lot of people were telling me like Paul George. He doesn't have the offensive game maybe yet. Paul George didn't yeah. really have it either, but Paul George could kind of drive by guys a little bit more smoothly as yeah. early on. So uh, I thought like younger Ron Artest. I thought like mm-hmm. you know Trayshawn Princey, like with a little bit more with a more pizzazz to his game. Yeah. Um, you know, mentioned the Roko. Um, and, you know, a little bit of Tony Allen for being, like, a bulldog guy on defense. He's just such a great wing defender. And athletic Joe Ingles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. <clears throat> Miami, holy Ben out of bio, 28-19-7, three steals on a block. Nothing else really needs to be said. Uh, all these moving parts coming in with Miami. It's not going to affect Jimmy. Uh, it's not going to affect Bam. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. was sick. He had a shin contusion, went to the locker room a couple times, didn't come back. Uh, how are you feeling about this whole situation with Drake Crowder affecting Derek Jones Jr.? Uh, then Solomon Hill coming in and being affected yeah. too. DJJ is a drop. He's an obvious yeah. drop. The minutes just aren't going to be there for him, and the rotation just got deeper. And I'm not buying Jay Crowder. We're talking a guy who couldn't shoot 30% from three from Memphis. The shot's going to fall off a cliff, and it's going to happen soon. Definitely not yeah. buying him there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the French guys are going to be like super annoying in Miami, so I'm not really buying anyone there. But Bam Adebayo, first round pick, the rest of the way, gotta be right. Gotta be, gotta be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so freaking durable, man. Just 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 has that like kind of style where it's just you just never see him get hurt. You're like, oh, I just love him. He called it too, man. He said he's going to average 16, 10, and five, and he's right there. So oh, yeah, he's he's on it, man. He's uh, just, his game, he's just gained, he's he's grown so many areas, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. Uh, moving on to, we talked about that game already. Uh, so this has a lot going on too here. Charlotte and the Pistons are really two teams that really struck me as coach comments talking about rotation changes. Hornets did this last year too, so uh, I'll set you up here. So um, a few comments from James Borrego. Uh, one, he said he wanted to play Miles Bridget at the four or more. And you saw it. Uh, he was uh, staggering him a lot with P.J. Washington. They were bringing in Cody Martin, Jalen McDaniels to kind of sub in and stagger those guys away. P.J. Washington closed at the five a little bit. And then the other big thing was uh, Cody Zeller, Biombo, and Billy Hernan Gomez are basically going to be uh, 
musical chairs uh, for two spots for the center spot. And then don't forget, Washington's going to play some five. So you're talking about three guys, one getting a DMPCD, the other two vying for probably around 40 minutes. I want, like, it's great. Zoe had a good game yesterday. I, I want nothing to do with those three centers. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I, I picked up Willie Hearn and Gomez in like an 18 team yeah, league the same. other day, and I was like, then this random DMP happens, and then we hear Brago's comments. Yeah, that's going to be annoying, man. There's no way I'm going near those guys. I thought they would be like Biz and Zeller, like alternating starting, and then Hearn yeah. and Gomez kind of more mixed in in the second unit. Right. But I just want, until we, maybe we'll spot a pattern, mm-hmm. but I, I, until I spot one, I'm not touching this thing. Uh, right. Devontae Graham goose egg. Yeah. Uh, against the freaking Bulls. That was brutal. I like that um, post All Star break, Lowell. I'm not. I'm not really worried nah. per se. Not yet. Has to see a few more games to that. But yeah, that was a yeah. Rough he's game. shooting like low 30s in the paint since I think December 16th, something like that. He's been so yeah. bad in the paint. Bregos really, he's only pitching areas from three. Like, yeah. just better off just taking the only threes from yeah, three. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's crazy how bad he is yeah. in the paint. But I guess it makes sense. He's so small. Uh, yeah. Rozier returned from injuries. Malik Monk. So the whole small ball lineup, besides Washington benefiting. Monk, man, uh, he closed uh, with pretty much the starters except for Zeller. He subbed mm-hmm. in for him to close this game. Uh, he's been freaking awesome, man. He's getting the line more. Uh, the assists aren't negative, aren't, you know, goose-egging. Um, you know, he's just shooting threes well. Just talk, He talked about it. Um, he said after the West Coast trip a couple months ago, uh, he had an epiphany where he's like, all right, I need to get to the basket more, and it's really shown up. Uh, yeah. Mitch Kupchak had a big comment saying, like, you know, I don't overreact over the last 10, 15 games, but it looks like the lights come on. Uh, mm-hmm. Paraphrasing. So, um, I'm like adding Monk. I have him in a few, but I'm not really holding on tight. Like, if I see him have two bad games, I'll drop him. But, yeah. I mean, ride him while he's hot, I guess. Yeah, well, the thing about him is that he cut out he cut out pretty much all of his mid-range attempts. Like, he just yeah. he doesn't do it anymore. He's attacking the rim, like you said. He's, t- he's hitting his threes. Uh, he's kind of always been emptying the peripherals, but they've actually been pretty good lately at the steals. He even has some blocks, too. Uh, and the field goal percentage is super high because, like you said, he's just getting to the rim at will. So uh, he is kind of that guy where if he has a couple bad games, like, okay, yeah, he's a drop again. But for now, he's kind of like that Seth Curry thing where you just got to hold him until he just falls off the cliff. Yeah. And the minutes are there, man. They're going to play him. Yeah. So and they're gonna play. I mean, they, Nick Batum's a goner. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Marvin Williams isn't there anymore. Uh, I think Jalen. It's not like he's fighting for minutes from Jalen McDaniels, Cody Martin, and yeah. basically Cody Zeller and these, these centers who don't want nothing to do with it. And Bregley was like, "Oh yeah, we talked to every, all the centers and they're okay with it. Like, okay, they are." But uh, yeah. yeah, so um, pretty good there. And then PJ Washington had a terrible uh, finish to the break, but I, I'm buying him. Is kind of getting going again. He had a really great start. Obviously, the great yeah. season too. Has that mini Millsap stat set too? Yeah. Kind of does everything. So yeah. Um, moving on to the Bulls. Uh, good old Ryan Archidiakono starting at small freaking forward. Uh, what the hell, man? Fifty second game of the season, three points. Uh, why not start Chuck Harrison? But anyways, I don't. I'm just so over this team, dude. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I'm just waiting for someone to get shut down just so we can stream some Gafford and. April and just get a couple blocks. I don't even game. care anymore. Because, yeah, I mean, Boywood will say, like, oh, yeah, he's healthy, but I didn't play him. Blah, 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 yeah. Blah. yeah. I'm just over this team. I'll tell you I'll tell you one per- player to watch in Chicago, though. It's going to be Shaq Harrison again, isn't it? Yeah. Adam Makoko. Mac- Adam <laughs> yeah, maybe. Makoko Joe. Our, Shaq, Shaq gave me that top 50 run for a month last yeah, year. Yeah, steals number some money. So he's a, he's a beast. Hopefully they give him some they run. They got to play him more. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Otto's got, pick up Wendell Carter Jr. I'm I I guess pick up Otto, but ha- you should have very low expectations for him. 
I mean, yeah, he's probably going to play 24, 26 minutes, right? Yeah, and then set back-to-backs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Memphis and Sacramento. I know the last 23 seconds of this game were probably <laughs> the, the best 23 seconds of your life. Yeah. Uh, Mellon had his Tracy McGrady moment. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. So, and they were like, it was all lucky nine points. So, it was a yep. leading banker for three. Then he was in the corner, stupid, stupid foul um, that got called. And then he was driving on the way up, and the ref called him for the shot. So he got three more fouls, made all six of those free throws. So he scored nine yep. points in 23 seconds to make this game really close. Uh, with the Kings were up, I believe, 18, uh, late in the third. Uh, so it was a great little comeback. But um, that explains why Valachunas, uh, his minutes were down. Uh, I believe he checked out with like six minutes left. They were down 15, I want to say. And then they kind of got hot, uh, so uh, he stayed on the bench there. Um, Dylan Brooks had a bad game and a loss. What else is new? Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'll hand it to you from there. Yeah, I, dude, I'm so glad I stuck with Melton. Like, he had this stretch where he hit, I think it was like 20% through four games. 28%, but apart from that, man, yeah, 28%. Yeah, he was, at, he was at ninth round value for two months and 19 minutes a game. And now his last five games, he's hitting 28, 23, 21, 26, and 23 minutes. Like, if you're not adding Melton, like, what are you doing? He's only yeah. owned in 10% of leagues. Like, this guy's a monster. And my favorite stat, I think I've retweeted this over 20 times. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. It, he's on pace to join Scottie Pippen as the only players in NBA history with a steal rate above 3%, a block rate above 1.5, total rebound total rebound rate above 11, and an assist rate above 23. So, like, what he's doing on a permanent level is just out of this world. Pretty cherry-picky, but it's still pretty impressive. But, oh, uh, yeah. You yeah. Know I, I love oh, for sure. you got to cherry-pick it. <laughs> I uh, gotta add that one one little other qualifier to make him the only guy. Uh, oh, of course, man. <coughs> it's kind of like Dante D- Dante Divincenzo is doing some stuff that's yeah. Out of this world too. Love Dante. He's always been. Yeah. He had good steals numbers last year too. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else for Memphis. Uh, Sacramento's no, kind of good. a mess. Uh, he was. I mean, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. No blocks. I mean, other than that, he still was pretty fine. He got big minutes, so yeah, all he's, good. He's still rolling. Yeah, By the way, yeah. his center stats are out of this world. Oh yeah. One day when he Go plays center full time. Holy, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, he's all season. He's been just balling out with that GP on the floor. Um, yeah. Frickin' Harrison Barnes, twenty-two points in the first <laughs> half, um, six threes, eight to ten from the field. If I remember, uh, that was yeah. big time. Um, Harry Giles played really well in the game, but he had like three really good defensive plays, including two blocks. Yeah. Um, Calvary's coming though. He'll have Alex Glenn to compete, so I don't really buy him at all. Um, Kid Baseball had a pretty good game. I'm not really interested there. Uh, I don't. Do you know what? So I noticed on Yahoo, so many people ran to add Jabari Parker. I don't even know where that came from. Like, why? Why are so many people adding Jabari Parker? I, no I, idea. I don't I think know. The, th- the thinking is that they the Kings want to get a good look at Jabari, but he just hasn't been good in three years. Yeah, so I was I like, the thinking is there. He was like added over like so many people who are good. Yeah, and I was like writing up a column last week, and I was like, what the. What is going on? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it'll be all right. But um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, what you want to talk about, Rashawn Holmes, for a minute? Yeah, I wanted to say. Uh, so since the Kings aren't going to provide us with an accurate timetable or update, Rashawn Holmes' mom did tweet that he will play again this season. So there's no worry about a shutdown risk, which is awesome. Just hopefully, if he's back before March 9th, the fantasy playoffs will be set. Yeah, it's so rough. I think he topped out at sixth overall. Yeah, before he got insane. hurt. You know, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, bad game for uh, D.R. Fox dominated John Murray yesterday. It was a really good game yeah. from him. Yeah, uh, that's kind of it there. 
Bagley's uh, not playing again this season, though. Right? Uh, I don't think so. No chance, man. Foot yep. aggravation. Yep. Yeah, big man. Nah. Uh, Houston, this game was over in the first quarter. Uh, I was <laughs> praying. I'm under the weather a little bit. I had to work last night. I was like, oh, my God, please don't be overtime in this game or I will be very <laughs> upset. Uh, and it wasn't. Uh, this game was a 30-point blowout. Robert Frick, dude, I said this before the trade happened on a pod yep. with Drew Dinkmeyer and Davis Maddock, and we I was like, dude, if the Rockets get Robert Covington, they're chilling. They're, yep. ch- they're chilling. I love that trade. Uh, he's been dude, he's so the perfect good. Player, man. <laughs> yeah, he's been like two and two, steals and blocks, making a ton of threes. Like I said, uh, he's like a QB spy on defense for that man. He's just like all yeah. over, switching on everything. I just love it, dude. Roko's so freaking good. Dude, he's got nine blocks in the last three games. Yeah, he's baller. <laughs> he's basically like the, what, what they had do, uh, Zion do at Duke. Like you said, the free safety on defense. Just going everywhere. So, yeah, yeah dude, he's going to be top 20 in Houston. I think so. And then again, getting yeah. out of uh, Minnesota where the shutdown risk is there is massive Absolutely. for his value. Yeah. Um, so, just a couple things to explain here. Uh, Daniel House, I think he checked out with like seven, eight minutes left in the third. Game got away, never came back. Uh, Jeff Green, very garbage time dependent stat line. I think 14 points in the fourth quarter or late third. Um, how do you feel about House? I know a lot of people are really high on him. I'm, I'm not too pumped about House. Well, yeah, this is the first year his steals and block numbers have been good. Yeah. So it's kind of like a little deceptive. Like his overall ranking is like 87. That's a little deceptive because you really can only rely on him for threes and points. But now that he is playing more small ball four, like you do see an uptick in rebounding, which is kind of cool. But I, I think he's just more of that, like that end of roster guy that you're not really like yeah. excited to own, but you can't really drop him because he's just, he's been above the cut line for sure. For but me. I mean, all these guys we're talking about: Melton, Porter Jr., Bruce Brown, Cam Reddish. Yes. Oh yeah, I'll take yeah, them yeah, yeah. above House for sure. Okay, yeah, me I'm, too. I'm just saying the House is playing above the cut line. Yeah, you're like you're not yeah. mad you have him on your team, right. but he's not exactly. winning. He's not going to win you a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah, if there is a one, if there's one person in Houston who I think could emerge, like March and April, it's like if PJ Tucker starts getting worn down because I think he will. Like, there's yeah. no way they can keep playing him for the rest of the season. Bruno Caboclo, man, yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting just because like he's that gunslinger from three and he fits Houston style, and they need at least one rim protector at some point yeah. this year, right? Apart from Covington, I know Covington's getting the job done for yeah. now, but like Caboclo would. I think it would get kind of interesting, like, in a few weeks from now once he gets ramped up. Yeah, two steals in a block in five minutes last night yeah. in his Houston debut, but uh, yeah, he's been yeah. balling. Uh, other quick note, James Harden's back, dude. Uh, yeah. his, his la- there was a little dip where it was like, oh, yeah, James Harden's not going to be very good. Like, okay. Yeah, uh, the first by-low <laughs> window in five years for him. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, last eight, he's 33, eight boards, eight dimes, two steals, 1.1 blocks, 4.4 threes. Forty-four percent from the field, ninety-two percent from the line. He's, he's the best player in fantasy, like period. Well, Anthony Davis might have something to say. Yeah, about that. I, I, they're, they're I one and two. They're interchangeable, man. And I just think, eh, AD AD's just scares me. The freaking constant probable tags. It's close yeah, though. True. Yeah, could go definitely. either way. But um, yeah, Westbrook's been pretty good. Got ejected. Westbrook's up to thirteen techs, by the way. That's bad. Yeah. So he needs it's to just, chill. Well, out. he's gonna. He, like, they're going to rest him anyway, so like yeah. they can just use that as a planned rest day. Yeah, so they Never need happens. to, when it gets the, I don't know if they play the Clippers again, but like those kinds of matchups, but like, all right, right. dude, get yeah. him like a, a yoga a yoga instructor and get him to harness <laughs> his chi, woosah. Yep. Uh, Golden State. So I have Jordan Poole in probably way too many leagues right now. Uh, I'm going to ride him uh, to see how it shakes out. Steve Kerr seems to trust him. He's a point guard on a team that passes a lot. 
So, you know, it's a good spot for him. Um, you know, Steph Curry is going to get reevaluated in seven days. So kind of go from there. Obviously, he's not in this upper echelon of ads. But, yeah. um, you know, a guy that gets minutes. Again, point guard, good system. So uh, I'm, in, I'm into it a little bit. Yeah, maybe for another week. Like you said, yeah. I, I do think when Curry comes back, that kind of ruins every fringe player there. Yeah. I think Damian Lee might be okay because I know Damian Lee wants to play with Curry. Yeah. Uh, he married his sister. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's the one reason I'm not really – I definitely prioritize guys like Monk, Cam Reddish over Poole for sure. Poole's more like a 16-teamer for me right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I play in um, – I have him in a couple of 12s. But it was, but it's all, it's like I think it's in the Rotor World League or something like that. Yeah, I mean he's, the stream definitely worked out. He played really well last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. So he looks pretty good. Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson had a pretty baller game. Uh, it wasn't all garbage time. So I think I think the takeaway for me in that is when Draymond sits, keep an eye on him. Yep. Uh, Kevon Looney, even Curse still won them going garbage time. Um, he pulled him out a couple times. He's definitely on a minutes limit, so that's gonna be so rough. Wiggins looks motivated, by Dude, the way. Dude, Wiggins, man. Two blocks again. His block block numbers are huge right now. Yeah. Ran the floor really well. Uh, the thing about Wiggins is, are they going to do the same thing they did with Russell and just, like, sit him sporadically? That's the kind of the question yeah. you got to I think they want to get a look at him, though. Yeah, sure. I was wrong. I thought I thought he'd be a little bit of a loser, so this block yeah. numbers have just come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that covers that. So we did want to talk quickly about uh, a couple other injuries that are – it's kind of – uh, old news, we do have the the Kemba Walker thing is new today. Um, so he's getting his knee drained. He's had three knee surgeries um, on this left knee. He's had multiple stints missing time. Um, knee drained today. So it sounds like he's going to miss maybe one or two more. It doesn't sound long-term, but uh, a yeah. level of concern on Kemba? Uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, like we said before the season, Brad Stevens said that they were going to load manage sporadically throughout the season, and now I think they're going to be on, like, Code Red watch for Kemba. Yeah, I would say like three games out of four game weeks would probably be the expectation for me going forward. They just got to be super careful. I mean, Boston's are cru- cruising right now. No one's catching the Bucks. Just be played safe. Uh, and there's not really any pickups to take advantage of the situation mm-hmm. with either. So it's kind of kind of annoying. Yeah, you're pretty much so. if you're sharp, you're pretty much going to stream um, guys here. And I guess if you want to pick up, if you're deep league, you want to play somebody here here and there. I guess I just think Brad Wanamaker just because Mints are going to be there. But right. um, after that, because it's just absorbed by you're basically just upticking Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, by Tatum, some, by some Marcus Smart. Yeah, Marcus Smart, obviously. So uh, he's, been he's, been, he's been really good. But um, yeah, yeah I, I don't really have interest in Grant Williams or something like that. It's gonna be too too tough to to play that matchup to play those matchups. Uh, they Absolutely. have a back to back coming up on the 25th, 26th, 3rd and the fourth, and then the twelfth and the thirteenth. Uh, over the next month, and then another one on the twentieth and the twenty first. So, well, I guess uh, we can't have... say keep an eye on Robert Williams. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because Cantor's been so bad, like Theus is really good, but he's kind of capped at twenty eight minutes just because he has some medical red flags too. Like mm-hmm. he has never been this super healthy guy. So if Robert Williams can get sixteen, eighteen minutes, that's enough. That's enough to be like a Nerlens Noel. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, yeah, because Cantor has that. I think the hip thing has really been bothering him too. So maybe they want to see yeah. him get him to to just rest that up there. Uh, and then the other story, which is kind of an old story, but I guess worth talking about, is Carl Anthony Towns, Ryan Saunders confirmed uh, he's going to miss time. Cat uh, did do some on-court stuff, but he didn't use his left hand uh, from the video that I saw from some yeah. Timberwolves beats. Dude, rough. Getting a second opinion. This is this is not fun for Cat. Man, you're durable until you're not in the NBA, yeah, man. Apparently. It's just, 
this is the worst season possible for him. And if we're talking on a permanent basis, if he just stayed on the floor, he'd be number one right now. Pretty, just because he's sitting in like 2.5, three to three threes a game, like the blocks were there, like dude, he'd be number two or number three at the least. For, oh, but for yeah, sure, this is yeah. really annoying. This is really annoying. Uh, they said out indefinitely. I think Dane Moore said that. No timetable, and he said he's getting a second opinion in wrist, and usually that means the first opinion wasn't good. So, yeah. uh, very nervous. I think if you have Cat, Nasri's your number one priority at. Oh my god, yeah, I can't imagine. Like, if you have Cat, as a matter of fact, a uh, little behind the curtain story, uh, you messed me up. So the news happened with Cat, and I was working, and my leagues I have Cat. Uh, I only have one one league with Cat. I was like, I'm grabbing him really fast, and then I'm writing this blurb. Because, uh, so, you know, work's important, but I'm not. i got to pick up Nasri. Yeah, for so, sure. Um, yeah, I wrote the blurb, and I was like, All right, i got to pick up everybody else, and you picked him up in the Rota World League. And yeah, I got you, beat me, else, you beat me in one league, and I got... That's league, I, that's league I've cat, yeah. So. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, shit. But, uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, so, how do you feel about James Johnson? And I know it's pretty... Because uh, James Johnson had the better start. Yeah. Um, so, what do you make of this? I will add... Uh, there was 6.4 minutes of overlap in the last game with these two. And, mm-hmm. again, before Cat got hurt, uh, there was 10 minutes of overlap with Nasri next to Cat too. So uh, they're open to playing in multiple positions, which I love. Yeah, I think they're going to keep Nas at around 24, 26 minutes. Uh, just because he's kind of like that hero player where he just expends so much energy at one time that he just like kind of loses gas as the game goes on. So I think they're going to keep him around 24, 26. Uh, James Johnson, I think he's going to have a two to three week window for value here. And I think I'm going back to the press conference. I think Rosas wants the Wolves to take a long look at Jared Vanderbilt. He's in the G League right now, but in like two, three weeks when the season's practically over at that point for them, I think it's going to be Jared Vanderbilt time. They're going to give him like 18, 20 minutes and just see what he can do because he's a dude. If, could, uh, dude, he averaged 18.5 uh, rebounds per 40 minutes in college. We're talking about one of the best rebounders in NCAA history. Like this guy's a lot of fun. He's a point forward, can uh, play Meg on the run. So he's a lot of fun. So just keep an eye on him. And that's why I'm not sold on James Johnson as a long term man. Just and two, three. I'll two, three, add, three. I'm not sold on Juancho Hernan Gomez. I think Jake yeah. Lehman's gonna mess him up, man. I do too. Because yeah. they really talked him up for being a four spacer and being switchable on defense. You know, he's a pretty decent one dribble drive guy. Really athletic. Mm-hmm. Wancho's defensive stats are ridiculously bad. Yeah, uh, I, I've like everyone just like, hey, pick up Wancho Hernan and go. I'm like, dude, no, man, just pick up somebody else. Yeah, they got like, long-term money coming into Layman too. Yeah, so so he's I, on the contract for three years, and Hernan Gomez is basically he's basically just a free look because he's a restricted free agent. Like, does he yeah. fit our system? And so far, he's been a decent fit. But yeah, yeah like I said, he's he's just kind of like that last guy in your roster for now. He's a decent guy, but I think he drops off like he said. Would you rather have James Johnson? Just figure it out from there. I would just because the steel block numbers are more important for fantasy yeah. streaming. Uh, what else is I gonna? Oh, um, Luke Beasley, man, he's obviously a winner too. Yeah, dude, I'm glad I picked him up in a bunch of spots. He's been awesome. Oh man. my god, like, yeah, he's just perfect for their system. Wolves are third in three point attempts per game, so that's just kind of like Beasley's jam, man. That's awesome yeah. for him. Yeah, he's been it's crazy how many threes he's been launching right now. He had Thirteen yeah. threes and fourteen threes and two of his three games. So yep, yeah, he's definitely gonna smash. Uh, he'll cool. He's I guess he's a sell high just because he's not gonna make. You know, four, five threes a game, whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah. Anyways, uh, we also got uh, Dame. A little bit more news from him. He's gonna. He says he's gonna miss at least three to four, maybe five to six. This is a groin injury. We know how tricky they could be. We saw Will Barton come back too soon. LeBron James bothered him all last year. You know, real, real tricky for when guys are coming back from those. Um, I mean, it's pretty easy takeaway here. Just pick up Anthony Simons. Hope he balls out. He was really underwhelming in the last two games Dame missed, but I still think he's really grown uh, in yeah. the last couple games. 
Uh, and then Gary Trent Jr., he's probably the safer pickup. Um, he's played really great on defense. He's hitting a lot of big shots for them, too. So uh, those are the two guys I'd want to see step up. But then, obviously, uh, CJ McCollum's permanent upside gets a little bit of an uptick. Yeah, Trent Jr. is basically what they're what they're supposed to get out of Kent Bazemore. He's been really good for them. Yeah. He did drop off like right before the break, but I think he'll get it going again. I, I do prioritize him over Simons just because Simons is really good in points and threes, but he's so empty everywhere else. Like, yeah. not really a pick and roll player yet. Kind of just runs into roadblocks there. So I just think his really... upside's higher though. So I'm saying. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I want to pick up upside. Yeah, he's just not. He's just kind of like that score first Colin Sexton type right now. I think he's, he's still super young and has a lot of upside, but for now he's just kind of capped. Yeah, and then CJ's uh, per thirty six without Dame is twenty six five and five. So yeah, he should do some serious work for sure. Uh, anything else? Anything uh, else nope. I will say one more thing. Whiteside's kind of locked in because Nurkic has that setback. Still hasn't practiced yet. So yeah, so he looks good to go. Uh, anything? Anything else you're looking for tonight? I uh, got a pretty big slate. I think nine games. All but, eyes on Nas Reed tonight, man. Yeah, Nas Reed against Boston. Tough, kind of tough matchup. Should be fun. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, oh, Alfred Payton's out. Maybe some Frank Lakina going down. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the Wizards should be fine. Well, maybe uh, Thomas Bryant can make it back. That'd be kind of big time. Another... Yeah, I'm kind of interested in Wagner to see what happens with Wagner. Because yeah. I will say, uh, Scott Brooks, like like two months ago, they were talking about maybe using Wagner next to Thomas Bryant because Wagner played four with the Lakers a lot. They did in the preseason. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it hasn't happened uh, recently, but I do think it's possible. And they've already kind of set themselves up for an Ian Mahimi, like, shut down, put him on an injury report with a sore left foot or something like yep. that. So yeah. I do, if they remove me and Mahimi from the rotation and they just played Bryant and Wagner 24 minutes each, and if they get, like, three or four minutes overlap, holy crap, man, Wagner's going to be, like, the next Christian Wood off the waiver wire. Yeah, he was, uh, if you remember, he was leading the league in true shooting for the first, like, month and a half yeah. of the season. Uh, yeah, and he was then, ninth round value uh, in 19 minutes, man. Yeah. Like the first two months. Yeah, and then Bryant went down. It was like, ooh, uh, I had him in punch, yep. but everyone's like, oh, run to pick up Wagner right now, and he's been freaking. Yeah. I think he's going to pick it up real quick. Um, and then Wagner had the world's worst angle injury, apparently. Oh, my for God. Two it was so weird, man. Walking yeah. through crutches. Like, what the hell? What the heck's going yeah. on? Yeah. Uh, I guess, are, the, are you worried about Mikel Bridges with Dario Saric coming back? Not at all, man. Not at all. Yeah, I mean, he's like, Mikel took Sarich's spot when Sarich was healthy, and then yeah. they just kind of milk the ankle injury for Sarich just to save some face. But yeah, they've already there's already reports out of Phoenix that Sarich is done. done like they're not dude. even bringing him back next year. Done. Like he's been so bad since he left Philly. So yeah, other than that little spot where they had no centers, yeah, the, he's been pretty bad. Right. Uh, Zion against the Blazers should be fun tonight. It's a pretty sick little slate. Like uh, Dejounte against Utah should be fun. Denver OKC a little little Shea action. So yeah, I'm pretty pumped for this slate tonight. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. All right, so you guys enjoy your weekend, and thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, man.